The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So 338 ridings from coast to coast. Candidates looking for your vote as we go to the poll on Oct- uh, polls on October 21st. And I know uh, one of our last guests, it was Gary, who had called in, was talking about some of the last polling numbers. And again, if you want to get in touch with me this afternoon, 4960063, the best way to do it right now. There's uh, some ghosties in the texting machine. So we're working on that. So the latest polling numbers, as you heard earlier from Ipsos, uh, put conservative support at 35% national to the Liberals, 34%. That's pretty much, that's essentially a tie. The NDs, the NDP and the Greens, tied at 11%. Maxime Bernier's People's Party bringing up the rear at about 3%. So actually, this was uh, Leger's uh, recent uh, poll uh, that was done between September 6th and the 9th. So people wondering, it was Gary wondering, you know, where are these numbers coming from? So if you're wondering where support falls in this country right now for, um, let's talk the two main parties, uh, the Liberals are ahead in Ontario and Quebec. Uh, And those two provinces, my friends, account for almost 60% of those 338 seats I was talking about. Uh, The battle among the smaller parties could decide, uh, as you know, which of the two main parties win the big prize. Because if you're not happy, if you haven't been happy with the Liberals, but aren't comfortable voting with Conservatives, where is your vote going to go to? Is it going to go to the NDs? Is it going to go to the Greens? So we could see some leeching of support there. Um, The Liberals also leading comfortably in Atlantic Canada with 53% compared to 28% for the Conservatives. There is 9% for the NDP there, 7 for the Green, and 3 for the People's Party. Now, the Conservatives were the overwhelming favourites in Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan, with 60% and 50% respectively. Um, those provinces, you know, um, as we know... Uh, well, we just have to look at some of the the provincial the provincial numbers over the past uh, over the provincial elections recently. Phil's on the phone. He's he wants to weigh in this afternoon. Hi, Phil. What's on your mind? Hey, Phil. What's on your mind? What's what's your big what's your big issue going into this? Well, first off, I want to make a we got a I got an echo happening. Anyway, first off, I want to make a comment with regards to the polls that we've been talking about here for the last five or ten minutes. Yeah. Um, if we look at the polls, we see that the Conservatives are garner support across the nation, whether it be Atlantic Canada, BC, Manitoba, Ontario, it doesn't matter. Conservatives appear to be getting support across the nation. The Greens we're seeing regional, Vancouver Island, a little bit in, in the Maritimes. Yep. Um, Liberals, Maritimes, Ontario, Quebec, and a little bit in BC. Um, the Conservatives seem to be what would appear to be representing a national party based on the polls as they tell us now. That's my comment with regards to the polls. Okay. Um, pipelines. Yes, sir. Whoa, here we are in Alberta and we're talking about pipelines. <laughs> Imagine that. 
Yeah. Four years ago, there was four different options of pipelines on the table. The XL, Trump is going after the XL. First thing he signed was, let's build that pipeline so that the Americans have uh, an oil supply, a guaranteed oil supply. The uh, next one that would guarantee the U.S. oil supply would have been the, would be the Trans Mountain, the only one that the Liberals supported at the end of the day. The two pipelines that would have been the best for the nation of Canada would have been the Canada East, the Energy East pipeline. But Mr. Trudeau seems to support jobs in Saudi Arabia and Venezuela as compared to Alberta, Saskatchewan. Phil, he bought, he, Phil, he bought a pipeline. He, he bought a pipeline, $4.2 billion. He bought a, he bought a he pipeline. Bought a, he bought a pipeline that, at the end of the day, is destined to supply cheap oil, gas, and petroleum products to the lower mainland of Canada and to the west coast of the United States. The Burnaby Terminal all ultimately is obsolete. There are ships out there that can't come into that Burnaby Terminal. The oil that comes from the Burnaby Terminal that's headed to Asian markets has to go through U.S. waters, through the Harrow Strait and the Boundary Pass. The U.S. is going to have control of that pipeline after it's built. Once they, once Trump tears up the Oregon Treaty and says there's no more uh, oil tank from a certain size going through uh, the Harrow Strait and the Boundary Pass, just as Bill C-48 was put through in Canada, the Americans can do the same thing. And then we can ship our oil down to San Francisco and we can ship our oil overseas through Seattle and Portland. So that Phil, pipeline Phil, is ultimately going to benefit the United States. I want you to put a point on it. What is your biggest issue right now when it uh, comes to, to this election? Mr. Trudeau is no Johnny McDonald and no nation builder. He is a nation destroyer, and we see that in the disparity of the Liberal vote. Phil, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. So he was talking about some of those polling numbers, and let me just go over them. I was mentioning uh, some of them here in Ontario. I mentioned the Liberals stood at 37% compared to 31% for the Conservatives, 15% for both the Greens and the NDs, and 2% for the People's Party. In Quebec, the Liberals enjoying the support of 37%. That's ahead of the Conservatives at 22%. Uh, in Atlantic Canada, as I mentioned, the Liberals uh, leading comfortable there, uh, 53%, 20%. 8% for the Conservatives, 9% for the NDs, and 7 for the Green, uh, 3 for the People Party. And again, as I mentioned, the Conservatives with the overwar, the overwhelming favourites in Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan at 60% and 57% respectively. So as we take a look at those numbers, um, Ron's on the phone. Hi, Ron. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, the biggest issue I have, I go back. Let's go back into the Harper years, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. The G7 situation was the G7 situation. Canada, by far, when, through the Harper government, was by far the most productive and well balanced budget in, in in the G7 nations. And that was for three or four years. He was at that. When he left the when they left uh, lost power in the last election. They were still near the top. In four years, this government has just taken us down to nothing. Here's the question I have for the listeners. If you did anything, anything such as the prime minister did of this country on the SN Lavina issue by interfering with uh, a a justice, uh, possibly of a a corruption charge or a, a criminal charge, if you did that or I did that, guaranteed, guaranteed, that we would be facing some criminal charges.
charges today. No question about it. Cannot people, can people just see that through this, this cover and not realize that this guy has not lived up to none of his obligations, very few of them, has given the taxpayers of our country, uh, led them astray on that issue, plus number of issues. It's, they've got to understand that this guy is only in it for one reason. It's for himself. He's not in it for you or I. He's in it for himself. Great pension after eight years. That's my opinion, and I'm going to be hanging up. Thank you. Ron, I appreciate your phone call. So, um, you know, more questions regarding SNC-Lavalin dogging the Prime Minister uh, today. Justin Trudeau downplaying suggestions, and this came from a a Globe and Mail uh, exclusive report today, downplaying suggestions that his government is hiding information, um, saying that his office gave the largest waiver of cabinet confidences. Uh, He was asked about it uh, this morning. Uh, just after he came out to talk about the uh, the election being underway. Um, again, it was a Globe and Mail report uh, that the Liberals using cabinet confidentiality to block people from speaking to the RCMP about possible obstruction of justice. Here's what he had to say. We uh, gave out uh, the largest and most expansive waiver of cabinet confidence in Canada's history. So are you going to ask the Privy Council clerk to waive cabinet confidentiality? We respect the decisions made by our professional public servants. We respect the decision made by the clerk. Conservative leader Andrew Scheer um, urging Trudeau to go further in waiving cabinet confidence uh, confidences. Uh, so what he says that the, the Mounties can properly investigate the SNC-Lavalin affair. Um, at his first campaign stop today at Trois-Rivières in Quebec, he accused his liberal rival of deliberately hiding information about it from Canadians. His actions in the SNC-Lavalin affair are beyond dispute. He has done everything he can to keep these facts hidden from Canadians. Uh, Andrew Scheer went on to say that the Liberal leader, that Trudeau has lost the moral authority to govern because of the scandal, accuses him of being a liar. Um, Let's take uh, this phone call here. Hi, Mark. Thanks for waiting. Afternoon, Jalen. Great to hear from you. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to comment on a few things. Uh, Well, first off, uh, your last two callers, tremendous. Um, I think they hit the nail on the head uh, perfectly. But I wanted to comment about the polling. Yeah. Part of the problem with polling is the questions are so obtuse. Mm. It's, it's not even funny. You, you, get, you get a basic question. You know, there's a thing called leading the witness. Now, I'm not suggesting that they, they go through and, and say, you know what, uh, Mr. Trudeau, start the poll by saying, Mr. Trudeau uh, bo- broke the law by doing this, this, and this. Now, what do you think of them? I'm not asking that they do that, but the difference is, is that they're not giving any information at all. So they're not, they're not, uh, they're not, it's not that they're not leading the witness. It's just like, well, who are you going to vote for? I mean, I was, I had a poll and this goes back about a month ago and I don't know who did it. I don't know which one it was, but it asked about all the leaders and who you'd be voting for and the favorability and all of that Mm -hmm. baloney. And then when it was done, it started asking me whether I had a house phone, whether I had a cell phone, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, it was absurd. Yeah. It was like they were trying to combine two things in one. But anyway, getting Again, back to yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? And here's the thing with with polling. I mean, it's a snapshot in time. Um, and again, it's one of those things. I mean, they say that they have a formula to it. But we've seen, we've seen Mark, uh, in uh, elections past, um, how off base they can be. 
We, we know well, that, right? And, and they're going to be, because if you, if you allow the electorate to remain ignorant... They're just going to vote for, I don't know, the socks and the hair? I, I'm not really sure, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, I, I'm not going to insult the man. Uh, well, you just, because well, you just that. did. You just did well, work. not really. I mean, if I wanted to, we could really get into it on, a, on an actual intellectual basis, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the real issue that I see is that, to be honest, a vote for the Liberal Party at this point is a vote for low moral character, no integrity, uh, protection of the party over the country, and really protection of, let's be honest, a liar. And, you know, when you had, when you had um, uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould mm-hmm. and Jane Philpott mm-hmm. stand up mm-hmm. and actually show uh, moral conviction yeah. and actually have character, he could not wait to snuff that out. I mean, it's unbelievable. So I, I would say to the electorate that if you feel that you, you, you should vote for the, the Liberal Party, and I know we're, we're, we're probably just reaching a Western audience, uh, so be it. But I, I believe that if, if the Liberal Party of Canada actually takes a majority mm. position in this, in this election, I really fear for our country. I think and the reason why I fear for it is, is that Alberta is not getting a fair shake in that, I know you mentioned pipelines a few minutes ago, and he bought the pipeline mm-hmm. for $4.5 billion. That was a show. That was a simple show. That was to, to shut up the people that owned the pipeline. And it was also to tell people, look, you know, we're, we're, we're for oil, but see, they haven't pushed it through. They've managed to uh, not defend it in court. And they've managed to drag their heels because they do not want to show to their BC, the BC public, Mark, that they're in favor of pipelines. And I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I, I'm just going to say the construction, construction is underway, right? Like, <laughs> yes, construction is underway. But when you, when you, do you, think, uh, that he, do you think that he's that much of a fool to spend four point five billion dollars, taxpayers' dollars, buying a pipeline that's going to get shut down, that's not going to produce anything? Well, you use the term <laughs> fool, but when you're, when you're referring to a guy that talks about plastic, uh, I mean paper, I mean cardboard water bottles, yeah. we, know, we really know what we're dealing that, with that, here. That was not his best moment. That was not oh, his I mean, best it's, moment. it's pathetic. Mark, I appreciate, I, I appreciate your phone call this afternoon. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Sheila. All right, take it easy. Um, we'll take a quick break here. Keep calling. we got lots of uh, calls on the line, more of them. Coming up, we'll hear from you on 630 Chet. So when you take a look at what the leaders are, are promising right now, kind of their taglines in all of their ads that uh, you, you've started to see over the past uh, little while. The Conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, saying his party will introduce measures to help Canadians get ahead and lower the cost of living, saying uh, Justin Trudeau doesn't know what it's like to raise a family under difficult conditions. Trudeau saying voters deserve a real plan for their future. A vote for the Conservatives is a step backwards. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh saying Trudeau and Scheer will say one thing on the campaign trail, but then do something else behind closed doors once in office. He's saying that voters can count on him. And Green Party leader Elizabeth May is saying her party will talk about the scope of the climate emergency, not to scare voters, but to inform them. And we'll hear from Elizabeth May and Jagmeet Singh coming up in just a little bit. What I would like, what I would like is um, in this election is for politicians 
to stop I couldn't say the word, uh, stop crabbing about the other leaders. Tell me what it is that you're going to do. Tell me what it is that your party is going to do for me, for my family, for my friends, um, for those of us in uh, this province. Uh, Tell me what you're going to do instead of bitching about um, what somebody else hasn't done. I understand that you need to point out things of course you do but boy oh boy i would just love to see some focus tell me what you're going to do then do it richard my pal out in calling lake giving us a shout this afternoon hi richard good afternoon ma'am thanks for taking my call yeah what's on your mind well i'm looking at this uh, free app and it's called the national debt of canada so Mm. right now we're at one trillion nine hundred ninety seven billion uh, 451 million, and it's increasing $1,000 every about three quarters of a second. Wow. Now, there's no way of it. It's just no party, no matter who they are, how wondrous they are, will never get rid of this debt. I, I, we probably can't even service the interest on it. Now, second point, whatever party gets in and can introduce, maybe I'm, you know, my head's in the cloud, but they can introduce legislation saying, okay, by a certain point of their four-year term, if they don't bring that debt down, then the official opposition becomes the majority <laughs> party. Jag, uh, Jagmeet Singh, uh, he means well, mm. um, but today, this morning on the press conference, oh. I, he said, I would like to see 500,000 new houses built in Canada. So even if you built each one for 100000 that's $50 billion. Yeah. Where is he going to get the money from? There was a lot of promises made this morning, oh, Richard, just, a I lot. Wonder if, yeah, does someone keep track of the amount of oh, dollars yeah. that they promised? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. They're out of touch, and uh, we need a serious party in there that will say, yeah, halfway through our term, if we don't get the debt Richard, down by a certain amount, we're out. Have you made up your mind on which way you're going to vote? Well, when I heard uh, Jagmeet say that, then it's definitely not NDP, but... Mm. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, you know, Trudeau's got his faults, and uh, but he's always been a little more. The, the Liberals have historically been more friendly to uh, Indigenous mm. people in Canada. Mm. So I, I, it's waxing and waning, but the day will come when. I think what I'm standing in the booth, the polling booth, that's probably what I'll make. The devil that you know, the devil that you don't know, right? Yeah, well, you know, conservatives have, uh, like Harper was not not friendly. One final point, one thing I'll never forget, uh, there was an Indigenous person who did a cross-country walk, Mm. and Harper was invited to come and see them at the finish line, but he was more important to go to a dog show that his uh, wife was Mm. part of, so I don't know. Uh, We'll see what happens, but they have to get the debt under control because we're not even touching the principal. It's, it's, we're, we're probably barely making a dent in the interest payments. So. Richard, appreciate the phone call. Got a break for the 3 o'clock news. Brian, William, Chris, hold the line. We'll get to your calls on the other side.